this, and we'll be following it up with an All Saints Fellowship meal. So we have a lot going on today. We are trying to make sure that everyone knows what's going on at Grace. We're still sending out our daily, during the week, emails, Monday through Friday. Big thanks to Miss Ann for continuing that for us after Bill is gone. We, uh, we're going to... Con- going to continue to do that the best we can and get that information out the best we can. So we're, we're hang with us if we have a couple of uh, burps here and there because we are working through those, those things. If you're not receiving those emails and you'd like to, you can call the church office. We can add you to our email list or let the pastor know. And, and the pastor's also doing daily devotions and our fellowship time at 6.30 on Wednesday night. So we have a lot of opportunities for you to connect with Grace. If you just let us know, we'll make sure that we get your, your name on those lists. I would draw your attention to the bulletin. There's a paragraph in there about the vision updates. There's been a group of, of interested church members that have been meeting to, to work on our vision for grace for the future. There are some things we'd like to go ahead and talk to the whole church about. So on, on the 19th of November, we will have a short meeting here after the service where we will update you on the goings-on for that, for that group and try to make sure that everybody here is included in our visions and the, th- and the direction we'd like to see Grace go. Again, on the 19th, that's in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll be doing that following the service, and we invite you to stay and hear what's going on with that group and, and find a place that you can participate with us. Uh, we invite all who, who can and who are willing to to come in and join us. One of the things we, we've always done at Grace, and I, I think it was a victim of COVID, was we have we've prepared fruit baskets for our, our neighbors across the street and, and some of the assisted living facilities around the church. We're going to try to do that again this year. We're looking at doing it that Sunday before Thanksgiving. We're going to talk to you a little bit more about that next week, but we're going to be asking the church to provide some fruit and candies and things where we can put together some baskets and sort of take the season out into the world from grace and let grace again know that we are here as a church of the community. You'll be hearing more about that next week. Again, we are celebrating All Saints Day. We are having a fellowship meal following the service today. Uh, If you walk through the fellowship hall, you smelled it. It smells great. If you didn't, come back and, you know, if you didn't bring anything, you say, well, I can't stay because I didn't bring anything. There's plenty of food. Uh, please stop by and, and come on down and have some food with us and have a communion with our with your Grace members. We'll also be celebrating communion today for All Saints Day. So today is a, is a day for you to commune with us, and we invite everybody who, who is here to stay with us and have, have a meal. Are there any... One, one, just a personal announcement. We are looking for some assistance in the service. We're looking for lay readers. If you'd like to be part of the, the group that actually doesn't prepare, but you will get the lessons from the church and the, and the lessons that are read during the church service. If you'd like to participate in that, if you'd let me know. Also, we're looking for those who can help us count. We, we spend some time immediately after the service every Sunday collecting the, the, what's been put in the offering plates. We don't do what comes in online, so it, it doesn't take too much of your time, but if you're interested in helping with that ministry, we would appreciate your help as well. Yes. There is a sign-up sheet in the narthex. We talked about this last week. We will be having a pizza party for those who are helping us fill the boxes for Operations Christmas Child. Uh, we're asking that you sign up in the, in the narthex so we'll know how many pizzas to buy. 
uh, let us know. We're, we're planning on uh, having a good time. Again, one of those opportunities for us to reach out into the community, and this is around the world. So if you help us fill those boxes, we'll feed you with pizza, and we'll have a good time next Sunday after church. Any other announcements that need to be made for the good of the church? Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship. you to stand and uh, join with me as we turn to number 830 in the hymnal for our Psalter lesson. It's Psalm 107, uh, and the choir and Mark will lead us through the sung response, and then I'll lead us in our spoken uh, responsive reading. Give thanks to the Lord who is good, whose steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
whom the Lord has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, lands. Let from the, the east and, and from, from the west, from the, from the north and, and from the, the south. Some wandered in the desert wastes, finding no way to a city in which to dwell. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then in their trouble they cried to the Lord, who delivered them from their distress. And led them by a straight way the city to dwell. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For the Lord satisfies those who are thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Give thanks to the Lord. The Lord turns rivers into a desert, the springs of water into thirsty ground. A fruitful land into salty waste, because the wicked... The Lord turns a desert into pools of water and parched land into springs of water. The Lord lets the hungry dwell there, and they establish a city in which to live. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. They multiply greatly by the blessing of the Lord, who does not let their cattle decrease. Give thanks to the Lord for steadfast love, for all God's wonderful works. When they are diminished and brought low, through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt upon princes and makes them wander in trackless wastes. But the Lord raises up affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness stops its mouth. Whoever is wise, give heed to these things. Consider the steadfast love of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for steadfast love. Please join me with and sing in singing hymn number 711 for all the saints.
We say a special word of welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us this day. We're glad that you're here and a part of our worship on this All Saints Sunday. Now, uh, All Saints Sunday is a Sunday that comes around every year uh, on the first Sunday of November. All Saints Day is actually November 1st every year. It's right after Halloween. Most of y'all were in too much of a sugar coma to have really wrapped your head around November the 1st in any significant way. Um, Because Halloween is always right there before All Saints Day. And in our church, uh, and a lot of churches, we celebrate All Saints on the Sunday following All Saints Day. So, we have this opportunity to come together and remember our saints. Uh, and what we mean by that is we remember the people who have been a part of our lives, who went before us, who impacted our faith, uh, and who have already gone on to be with God. They've died, and they've, what we say is that they've joined the church triumphant. They've moved their membership from the church militant, which means the active church here in the world, still marching as the saints of God to the church triumphant, waiting for Christ to come in final victory. And so what we're going to do this morning, I'm going to move, Michael. Um, What we're going to do this morning is when it comes time for communion, and you all are invited, everybody's going to be invited to do this, but you children are invited to do this too. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to come for communion down the aisle. Communion will be how it is normally, but we have this station here that has some stones in it, and it's got this bowl that has some water in it, and we're going to have a chance to remember the baptisms of the saints of our lives. The saints in your life that have gone on to be with God, you can pick up one stone or two or three or however many stones you want to take and place them in the water to remember the saints. You can feel the water on your hands. Uh, You can touch it to your forehead and remember your baptism and be thankful. Remember their baptism and be thankful. Uh, And then when you're ready, you can uh, come on up and receive communion because part of what we say every time we take communion is that we are part of the communion of the saints. That when we gather at the table, when we gather in worship, we're gathering not just with those of us who are here, but also all those that we're connected to through the power of the Holy Spirit who have gone on before us. So we have a chance to remember our saints and then commune with the saints as we come to the communion table with Jesus. And so this day, that's our invitation. That's what we're doing when we come for All Saints Day. That's what we're coming to remember and who we're coming to remember and how we're coming to remember them. So I want you all to be ready for that when we come to that time in our service to remember the saints that you have on your heart, uh, to remember their baptisms, to remember your baptism, and to be ready to come in communion with them at Christ's table. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we... Thank you this day for the saints, for those that have gone before us, for those that we love but see no more, those that we wait to see when you come again in final victory and we all feast at your great table. Help us this day to feel your presence, to know the presence of the saints through your power. We ask these things in your name. Amen. This morning, as we continue in worship, we come to the time where we share our prayer concerns. Um, We share prayer concerns a number of ways in worship, but also on our bulletin prayer list and in our Thursday email, which 
has our prayers that we pray on the Sunday before um, and the prayer list that we read aloud in worship. And so if you want any names included in that prayer list in any of those ways, um, you can email me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org or you can call or text me and we can set a time to pray together. We can pray over the phone. We can have a visit. Um, We can pray in any number of ways so that we can be in prayer together as the church. So this morning, let's go to God in prayer. Good and great God, we come to you through Jesus Christ who intercedes for us sinners. We confess our sins seeking forgiveness, not only that we may be at peace with you, but also that we may pray for others. We're ashamed that our prayers are often as self-centered as our lives. Excuse our disordered priorities as we seek to change and reorder our lives according to the teaching and spirit of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. This day, as we confess our self-centeredness, we turn our attention to our brothers and sisters, our community, our neighbors, our friends, and we lift those that we have on our hearts, and we pray especially this day for Michael and Tracy Hollingsworth, and the death of Michael's brother Rick on Thursday in Dallas. We pray for Bernard and Felicia Presley and their family and the death of Bernard's brother Anthony on Friday. We pray for Lester Gortno, a friend of Kurt Van Gelder's and the unexpected death of his wife. For George and Helena Fox. For Darlene Simpson as she will have foot surgery on Tuesday. For Wade Thompson. For Jackie Daniel. For Judith Dolce. For Philip and Carolyn Gwynn for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for the Goodrich family, for Jane Quinn, for Robert Riger, for Larry and Sheila Appleby, Janice Seeley's brother and sister-in-law as Larry had surgery this week, for Gail Simpson, for Leah Zickry, for Chad Cook as he had a procedure this week, for Martin Hammond, for Joby Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Gator, Betsy, and Kyle, cousins of the Smokes, as they deal with a difficult diagnosis. For all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and social justice, and for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. Friends, hear the good news. God has chosen you to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit. We are saved by the Spirit through belief in the truth in Jesus Christ. Friends, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And we continue to pray as he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Before the choir sings today's anthem, Many Will Come, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about it. It's a new anthem for the Grace Choir, and um, it is an ostinato. Uh, That's a compositional technique. The word comes from the same root word that we get the word obstinate 
from. So it has a lot of repetition in it that you'll hear. Um, the men's part repeats over and over through ma the majority of the piece. The alto part repeats over and over through the majority of the piece. And then the sopranos have a part that repeats over and over throughout the majority of the piece. But I also want to draw your attention to the text of this piece as well, because I chose it specifically for All Saints. Uh, two particular parts of the, the text, many will come from east and west, many will come from north and south, and blessed are they who eat bread in the kingdom. Those who are able, please stand for the reading of the scripture lesson. I'll be reading from the book of Joshua, chapter 3, verses 7 to 17. The Lord said to Joshua, 
This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so that they may know that I will be with you as I was with Moses. You are the one who shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the edge of the waters of Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua then said to the Israelites, Draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that among you is the living God, who without fail will drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Garshites, Aramites, and the Jebusites. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is going to pass before you in Jordan. So now select 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. On the soles of their feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, come to rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. They shall stand in a single heap. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordans, the priests bearing the ark of the covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the ark had come to the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city beside Zarathon. While those flowing toward the sea of the Arabah the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over the opposite to Jericho, where all Israel was crossing over on dry ground. The priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm, firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. This is a word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So for uh, the past few weeks, the story of Joshua has been on my mind and heart a pretty good bit. Um, Joshua was Moses' assistant and second in command for the last part of the wilderness journey with God's people. He was not part of the generation that left Egypt, but was of the generation of the wilderness. And after the death of his leader and mentor Moses, he was selected by God and by the people to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And then he remained their leader as they settled into the land. Joshua's job was to move the people from wilderness wandering into the settlement of the promised land and all of the conflicts that came with it. On All Saints Sunday, looking to Joshua and Joshua's story seems right to me because in Joshua we see what it means to remember the saints in worship and action 
in thought and deed, and in reverence and mission. Joshua doesn't just remember Moses and the Israelites that had died in the wilderness, those who left Egypt and set out on the journey to the promised land. He doesn't just stop at remembering them. He carries the people of God forward into the promised land to settle into what God has set for them. Our passage for today gives us a great perspective on Joshua and moving forward in memory of the saints gone by. About 10 years ago, our passage for today became one of my favorites in all of Scripture. I didn't really know much about it. I'd read it before, but until 10 years ago, I hadn't really uh, done much work on it. But I was assigned this particular text as the passage for my ordination sermon. Me and all of the other ordinands that were up for ordination that year. The sermon had to be written, explained, and recorded for a group of pastors and lay people from across South Carolina to review and determine if I was an effective preacher. That's, the process. That's part of the process. That's one subcommittee on the board of ordained ministry when you go for ordination. And on first read, I was not excited. Not excited. For one, you have to say all the names of the people who were living in the land who were not Israelites. Right, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> He did a great job. He did a great job. Second, there's a lot of repetition in the passage. Things over and over again. This is a lot of verses, but there's not a lot here on first read. And third, the whole story feels like a watered-down version of Moses leading the people through the Red Sea. Pun intended, right? seems like we've heard this story before, but on a bigger, grander scale. But everything about this passage changed for me when I began to research it and discovered this one thing. This one thing changed my perspective on this passage and made it one of my favorites. What I discovered when I started to do some research in preparation for the sermon was that the Jordan River was not and still is not hard to cross. The Jordan's not hard to cross. They've dammed it up in some places now so that there's big, deep places where Christian tourists can go down into the Jordan and remember their baptism, Uh, but those weren't really there back then either. But even at those places, you 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 can walk across most places on the Jordan River from what I understand And I know at first that feels like another point against this passage in the whole watered-down version of Moses and the Red Sea thing, but it makes this passage truly amazing to me. And here's why. God shows up, not just in the grand and magnificent, but also in the ordinary and mundane parts of God's mission. 
God shows up not just when there's a whole sea in front of God's people that has to be split so that they can walk on dry ground, but also in the ordinary river crossing that they could have easily done themselves. Their feet would have gotten a little wet, maybe up to their waists. The folks carrying the Ark of the Covenant might have had a little bit of trouble. But God shows up even in that ordinary task. The Jordan, even at flood stage, is never so deep or fast-flowing that you can't find an easy place to cross over. The people of God could have just walked across. They'd have gotten wet, but they'd have dried out on the other side. But God wants them to remember the mighty act that he had done for their ancestors. God wants them to remember what God did for their saints at the Red Sea. And so God shows up in this ordinary river crossing with Joshua and the people going into the promised land. God shows up and makes a way for them to miraculously cross a perfectly crossable river on dry ground. Why would God feel the need to do that? Because the dry ground helps the people to remember their story. The dry ground helps the people to remember Moses and Aaron and Miriam and the law and the pillar of fire and the pillar of smoke and the manna and the quail and the water from the rock, and the Red Sea, and the Egyptian chariots, and Pharaoh, and the Passover, and the plagues, and their enslavement, and Joseph, and Jacob, and Isaac, and Abraham. The dry ground helps the people to remember their story. And so God shows up and stops the river. When God shows up in this old way to do a new thing with the people, God invites them to remember all that has come before that brought them to this very moment. To the dry ground where the river just flowed. God's action and the memory moves the people forward. Not just into the promised land, but in mission for what God has them to do, for the work that it's going to take to settle in the land. God's action and that memory moves the people forward. They move forward across the dry ground, ready for the work of settling in the land which God has promised them. A land flowing with milk and honey, a land prepared for them, but a land that is occupied by those who know they are coming, know God is with them, and still won't join the mission of God in the land. That was from a couple of chapters before where we hear that in Jericho, it's the first city they're going to hit. All the people know that they're coming. (laughs) 
And they know God is with them and they still want to stand in the way. God shows up to do miraculous things in places in our lives that we could handle it ourselves, possibly. (laughs) Sometimes we don't do so hot even on the things we could do. But God shows up in those ordinary tasks, in the day-to-day, in the places and with the people that has been put in our path. It's not always grand. It's not always something that would make the news, but God shows up to help us miraculously cross crossable rivers. To show us that we can move forward on the shoulders of the saints that have gone before us. That we can take the next step in mission and ministry on the foundation that they set for us. That we can take our story and the saints that were a part of it and carry that mission and ministry forward to where God would have us to go. God shows up in those ordinary moments to show us what we can do if we'll connect the saints and their stories. We'll remember them and take that memory as a call to action, not just something to live in. Sometimes we live in the memory. Sometimes we live in the worship and the prayer and forget that all of it is meant to carry us forward into action. When I preached this sermon the first time, I told this story. Um, it's a story about my parents who are here today um, and, uh, and my family. Um, and it goes back to when I was nine or so, and my brother uh, was six, which puts my sister at about three, um, somewhere in there. We were at the kitchen table for dinner, and uh, we're about to eat, and we're going to say the blessing, as we did when we had the opportunity to all sit down at the table and eat together, which happened often, at least at that phase of our life, before things got busy. And we weren't always at the table for dinner together. But this night we were, and we had gotten a message from the church that there was a family that was in need of some beds for their little girls. Um, they, needed, they had two girls. They, had, they needed twin beds for their little girls. They didn't have any beds to sleep on. And so we went into the blessing. And I don't know if it was my mom or my dad who prayed. I can't remember that part. They may But they prayed for the little girls and for the family to receive the beds that they might need, that God would do something and provide the beds. And they said amen, and we were about to dig in. I think it was chili, and we love chili. Um, And I was about to eat. I was excited, ready to eat. I was at that age where I was always ready to eat. Um, And had the spoon in my hand, I'm sure. And all of a sudden, my brother, three years younger, says that was a stupid thing to pray for. I didn't look up. I don't know what their faces looked like. I don't think it was good. He said, clear as day. That was a stupid thing to pray for. And held my breath. I might not eat tonight. I don't know. Um, 
And mom and dad calmly, somehow, said, what do you mean, Robbie? That was a stupid thing to pray for. And he said, those little girls need twin beds. And Red has bunk beds in his room. And I have two twin beds in my room. And Catherine has a bed. Why did we pray that God would do something that we can do? Why did we pray that they would receive beds that God had put into our hands to give them? They didn't eat. <laughs> um, uh, I think I did. Um, they loaded the twin beds in the back of Dad's truck, and he took them to the house. God makes ways for us to miraculously cross crossable rivers. Things that we can do and might could see on our own, that until God shows up and says, you need some dry ground to remember your story, to remember your way across to the promised land. God shows up and parts the waters so we can walk across on dry ground so we can go forward in mission and ministry. Today, we gather in celebration and remembrance of the saints who have departed. Those who have moved from the church militant to the church triumphant. Those who are even now surrounding us in prayer. Mothers and fathers in the faith, grandparents, Aunts and uncles, loved ones, brothers and sisters who pray for us and surround us in the great cloud of witnesses. We celebrate and remember and we look for the places that God is moving us forward in the direction that they all were and are moving the places where God is making a way for us to walk on dry ground into the mission and vision that God has for us. We look for the miraculous crossings that God is making possible in our midst, and we carry the ministry of the saints forward in God's kingdom and in God's name. We gather on All Saints Day to see the dry ground and to take the first steps across to enter into the promise of what God has for us. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks this day for your word, for your will, for your presence among us, for the rivers that have come before us that you are even now stopping up so that we might walk across. For the little places in our lives where we can partner with you in mission and ministry and be a miracle in the world. For the saints who in thousands of ways throughout their lives did just the same. Showing us the way, teaching us how to be your disciples. Help us to follow you 
to pattern our lives according to the way of Jesus, to look to our saints, to guide us, and to be a model for us. We ask these things in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you now to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal. Uh I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. prepare to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us. A reminder of our giving options here at Grace. We have a number of them. You can give online at gracecolumbia.org. Um, on our homepage, you'll find links to the giving page. And from the giving website, you can set up a recurring gift as an account holder, or you can uh, give a one-time gift as an account holder or as a guest on that giving site. If you brought your offering with you this morning and didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived, there's an offering plate in the narthex headed out the doors uh, towards the Christian Ed building, which is where lunch is going to be. So you're welcome to place your offering in the offering plate as you depart worship this day. Uh, If you're not quite ready and want to send your offering back to us by mail, you can do that as well or drop it by the church office using the mailbox uh, outside in the parking lot. Or if it's uh, office hours and somebody's here, um, feel free to ring the buzzer and uh, we'll come and have a chance to visit for a minute as you drop your offering off as well. Um, Just a couple of reminders that Sam already said, but just so we don't forget, on the back half of our worship service, next Sunday, uh, November 12th, we're going to do Operation Christmas Child Pizza Packing Party, uh, and we want to know how many pizzas to order for the packing party. So if you'll use the sign-up sheet that's in the narthex to let us know that you plan to be here to help us pack boxes and have a good time together, uh, we would appreciate that. The following week on the 19th, we're going to stay here in the sanctuary right after worship for any who want to, um, to talk about our values uh, as a part of our values and vision process. We really want your feedback on the work that our team has done so far uh, in identifying the values of grace. Um, Those values are a part of our identity along with our mission, and we want to move forward 
from our identity, from the foundation that has been set from the saints gone by at grace as to who we are and how we're going to take the next step with God uh, moving forward. So if you have time next week, um, and hopefully you will, we'll have other opportunities to hear about this, but I hope that you'll plan to, not next week, the 19th, um, both next week and the 19th, I hope you'll stay, um, both of them, but the 19th to hear about the values on that Sunday. Let's go to God in prayer. God of all generations, as we worship today, we offer our whole selves to you. All that we have and all that we are, like your saints who've gone before us, we pray that you will help us to be bold in our mission and in our witness. May we who have been given so much give freely, ministering in your compassion to the multitudes near and far, so that one day we may stand amid the multitude that gathers at your heavenly throne. We pray this in the name of our Savior and Redeemer, Christ our Lord. Amen. At this time, we come to the table of the Lord. We prepare our hearts to commune with God and to be in communion with the saints that have gone before us. So I invite you to join with me in our great thanksgiving. It's number 17 in the hymnal, but it will also be on the screen this day. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift up your Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and fathers, God of our children to all generations. So with your people on earth, And all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before you. Daniel Gibbons, Marion Rummel, Virginia Boykin, Elaine Pinson, Charlie Pinson, and all those who we lift as we come to your table this day. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. body of Christ, broken. Blood of Christ, poured out for you, for me, for many. This day, as we come to the table, you're invited to come. The choir will come first. Uh, all are invited who wish to come, who are at peace with God and with their neighbor and seek to come to the table to meet Christ. All are invited to come. It's not Grace's table or a Methodist table. It's God's table. And any who want to come are invited to come this day. As you come, you're invited to pick up a stone or two uh, from the bowl and place it in the water um, to remember the saints in your life. Um, to remember their baptism, to remember your own baptism. And again, you can touch the water to your forehead and remember your baptism and be thankful. And then come to the uh, ante table here where the juice will be in the trays on the table. I'll have the bread. I'll tear off a piece of bread and hand it to you and say this is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. And you can take a cup, uh, dine with Christ, take time at the altar, take time at your seat in prayer. Um, after the choir has gone, they'll lead us in our hymns um, to, close our, to conclude our communion service. And so you can join with them in song as well. And so this day, uh, as we remember the saints, as we commune with the saints, uh, we come. And so you are invited to be a part of our 
remembrance of the saints and our communion with God this day. Please come.
Beloved, receive this good news. You are children of God, united as family with the saints of every tribe, nation, language, and generation. Go forth now in the company of the multitude who have put on the life of the Lamb, that you may love and live after the imitation of Christ, our Savior. We are invited to go next door and have lunch together, to commune with one another, to continue our communion with the saints and in fellowship. And so I hope that you'll stay and have a meal together, have a meal with one another this day, and let's bless that food as we prepare to depart. Almighty God, we thank you for this day, for the chance to be together, to remember our loved ones gone by, to gather in the presence of your Holy Spirit and be connected with our saints once again. We ask that you would bless the food that has been prepared, the hands that are getting it ready for us. We ask that you would bless those who will go without this day. Remind us and keep us ever ready to act in mission and ministry on their behalf. We ask that you would do all these things so that we might be nourished and strengthened for your service. Amen. Thank you. 